to Elevated Impressions. Welcome to Elevated Impressions. This is Laz, and this evening I am elevated on a one full scoop of branch chain amino acids. And this is Sean, and today I am elevated on a sunshine cannabis cart. And this is Cal, and today I'm elevated on a hybrid strain called Sonic Boom. Thank you for joining us on Elevated Impressions. Today we're going to be discussing the series finale of Loki Episode 6. Episode starts off with some great feast for the eyes showing different galaxies and universes colliding while in the background we get some great quotes not just from the marvel cinematic universe but also from real life such as like mandel Mandela. Um, and then we jump into some quotes from our great actors uh we have the black panda wakanda forever and then we had uh visions line and wandavision talking about what is grief but love persevering and from there we get reveal after reveal let's just get it started guys what was our thoughts on episode six okay um I absolutely loved it. <laughs> I absolutely <laughs> loved it. And I'm going to tell you why I loved it. I've been saying this every time we get on here to talk about this shit. I've been keeping my expectations really motherfucking low. Okay? <laughs> because, you know, in, in past shows that they've shown us, that it, it just they just haven't had very strong endings or you know we we just knew too much and we was guessing that stuff was gonna happen because because they was lying to us <laughs> um and it just wasn't happening so in this show my expectations were really low and uh i we, I think we all knew that this was like that's that's somebody who was going to be in the background but i just had no I just knew they wasn't going to do it because I, as I've been saying, they not that great. And they said, bitch, <laughs> we are. And they let my ass have it. So I apologize. <laughs> I will never doubt you guys again. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so I, I think, um, you know, Sean, I, I get what you're saying. And I think at this point, I, I manage my expectations correctly because we're starting to see a trend with the shows. They're either, you know, being strategic and calculating with their deception of what they're releasing. And we're realizing that they're not with the shows falling in line exactly to what comic book, you know, lore plays in or comic book stories Mm -hmm. are deviating from that. So Mm -hmm. I had that expectation going in that it wasn't going to be exactly like, you know, comic book, you know, uh, King or, you know, he who remains or, you know, you know, any, any of that. But, um, I think halfway through the series, I started to feel like my expectations were rising. And I think they cut that in last episode where I was like, okay, this makes sense. Um, it wasn't what I expected, but it makes sense. And it was good. Um, and they, they, it seems like they're trying to make the story make sense of the science behind the timelines. And it just makes sense. So I accept it. I agree with it. Is it what I wanted? No, but I think they didn't screw it up. And I what think did they you did want? It. You know, I felt like as soon as I saw Loki and Sylvie 
get into you know the citadel like mm-hmm. i knew like i knew like they were gonna to fight each other like it just i knew sylvie was gonna kill him like you can just see it play out like as soon as they walked in anything past miss minutes i was like this is what's going to happen mm-hmm. um there wasn't like a big like shock you know point i think the shock point after was you know the the ending credits um you know post credit scene but it was predictable in that um and how it played i think um he who remains was the unpredictable factor and how they played him uh, but not to get too much you know into it but that's kind of my thought you know what i will agree with that um yeah i will 100 agree with that i am i feel like loki was completely overshadowed by people this show um but they've also they were also saying this whole show that he loki's whole thing is that he's used to prop other people up so it kind of fit the narrative yeah but it's called the show's called loki like Mm -hmm. you know i I feel like episode one and two it was his show episode six he's there you know it's sylvie's show it's you know everybody else's show Mm -hmm. um but hey i get it sylvie's a loki too yeah (laughs) yeah i I think i feel like the name loki is just generic i i understand all of your points right i completely agree it was predictable completely agree i can see where it was going um you know there were the shocking events in general but i wasn't like yeah i definitely had no clue what was gonna happen but i i liked the way they played it out it was a good solid ending um and the reveal uh was done really well it was it was weird at first and then it was like okay i see where you're going with this all right i, I can jive with this right it was like his personality was a little i'm like what are we going for and then he like settled into it he was like okay that's what we're going for okay yeah. cool, cool, cool. We're yeah. good. um but before we discuss more on the actual reveal for he who remains let's touch on ravona real quick uh we kind of get to see her get that reveal of whatever that file was from a clearly sentient miss minutes because she couldn't be in two places at once so clearly she's not just a regular ai I'm interested in that. Mm-hmm. Um, but then she plays that whole line with Mobius saying that she's going to go find her free will. What do we think about that? Do we think we're going to see more of Ravona? Do we think this is a lasting plot theme or just something they tossed in? Um, I think we're definitely going to see more of Ravona. Um, I think maybe a stretch. I think that file was something that he who remains sent to Ravona for an earlier version of himself to meet up. Um, whether it's a variant or not, or that exact one, I'm not sure. I would, I would think it would be him in a, you know, younger or earlier part in the timeline um, to get some truth. Um, that's what I would think, um, and that just makes sense to me. Um, yeah, yeah, I agree with that. I think, I think that's exactly what it was. Um, I think he gave her a file with like instructions about where to find him and um i guess maybe have him take over the tv again you know maybe that's what happened at the end there mm, that sounds very plausible i think so too I, it has to be connected with him in general for one because he's the only person that would be able to have that kind of information to send her to set it free in general so it has to be him um and we know that Rofarona and you know in the, in the comics they're full item. It's a love mm-hmm. story, so they're probably building on that too. Uh, so I'm definitely looking forward to seeing where that build plays out. But it was kind of funny that they just made her just a principal from FDR High School. Yeah, that was hilarious. Um, mm-hmm. 
<laughs> yeah, like last said, they really just taking, you know, they just really making their own stuff, which is fine. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of making their own stuff, let's re- roll into the reveal for He Who Remains. Uh, we see him come out of the elevator, uh, dressed in a bit of a mix of his comic attire between his Conqueror days and his days as called Immortus. Uh, he's also that blue light to kind of make him look blue as he comes out as well. Uh, and he kicks it off basically revealing that he knew everything. This was all his plan, his plot. Um, and he gives them that ultimatum to either rule the TVA or kill him and suffer chaos at his hands from his variants. What did you guys think about he who remains Kang the Conqueror, Immortus, whatever we want to call him? Sean? <laughs> uh, I thought it was very clever. Um, okay, so I, I know we've gone back and forth this season about them explaining a lot. Um, <laughs> um, and I see that that was a criticism um, of a lot of people for this last episode. I did not mind it, though. I did not mind it. I thought that it was succinct, you know, and it explains a lot of what's going to come. I thought it was necessary. Um, yeah, I, I I really enjoyed it. I'm very curious to see what they do next. I'm, I wanna, you know, tailor my expectations though. I don't wanna get too carried away and excited. Um, oh, whoa, 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 I thought you said you can believe in forever. I don't know, dog. <laughs> I don't know, <laughs> I try to protect myself, you know, and I wanna get too carried away. Because I think, um, yeah, I think they can do wondrous things, but I don't want to. I don't want to jump down that rabbit hole just yet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I. I mean, Sean, I agree with you. I think this is one of the episodes in any of the Disney Plus shows we've seen that, like, it really made sense for them to put the animations in the beginning to explain everything out. Like, I think just grasping the concepts you're going for, you needed it at the end of this. You need a lot of the monologue. Um, But in regards to, you know, he who remains, Immortus, King, he wasn't really any of those, but he was a part of all of those, right? Mm -hmm. Like, you know, like, and I think, you know, like that was, it was (laughs) clever. Like you said, I was it's clever. You know, you got us, but we really didn't get any of them. Um, And I really wasn't driving with, you know, how he came out at first. You know, I was like, oh, what are you what are you getting at? I don't really understand. And as it settled a little more, I began to realize, you know, the age he was and you know, the character seemed to make more sense. Um, and it was a good setup um, and it ended up being fun. It, it ended up adding some lightheartedness to, you know, a part of the show that we would expect it to be real, you know, thriller, edge of your seat, like they're going to kill them. It's going to be a huge battle. Would I like to see a little bit more of a battle with that, with, you know, um, He Who Remains? Yes, but I guess it really wouldn't have been a battle because he has that, you know, time jump device. Um, but yeah, it, it, it was clever. Makes sense. Yeah, I agree with both of you. It's the lightheartedness kind of took me aback at the start because we just got through this whole fight with Elioth, um, classic Loki dying and shit, and then Miss Minutes with her fucking crazy ass jump scare to this dude just like hopping out of the elevator, eating that, but like, hey, what's up? And it's like, uh, the fuck? So it, it took me a while 
But when he settled in and, you know, kind of started playing that little devious lines and pinning them against each other, I was like, okay, okay, cool. I, I'm, I'm liking this. I'm digging this. And yeah, the explanation was really fucking long, but they kind of made it a little bit more interesting. You know, they tossed in a little bit of tech and give you some visualizations with it. So I wasn't Those were cute, it. right? Those were yeah, cute. yeah. They were very well done. Like, they, they didn't just give you this weird-looking comic and just say, yeah, long-ass explanation short, here's this thing that really gives you nothing but um i i like what they did with the character in terms of like describing him he kind of gives himself no real name so it's mm-hmm. unlike how they've given us before where sylvie is sylvie such and such and uh rabona such and such i'm like okay which one which versions this was just like oh yeah she still calls me that name it's kind of creepy and he doesn't really even mm-hmm. never names himself he never yeah. really says his own name so you know as we can see He's a bit of like an Immortus character, which was a, um, a Kang that was the ultimate future Kang, whose goal was to make sure all Kangs in existence led to him. Um, and then he, we have the name He Who Remains, which was a character from the comics that was actually an entity that created the Timekeepers in a different kind of way, not as we know now, but it was kind of like a mix and blend of all of that. And then he kind of tossed in his own titles, Conqueror, Ruler, da 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 da. And I'm like, I liked it. It was pretty decent. Yeah, I think they did that purposely because, as I've said multiple times, Kevin Kevin Feige said, you don't need to watch these shows to know what's going on in the multiverse. So I think later on, when Jonathan Majors makes his, you know, actual debut as King, they want to give, you know, they want to save that name for that, you know, so that they can give a real introduction to the character in in the way that is going to be crucial, I guess, for this, for the phase. You know... But do you, you seeing that the season finale of Loki? Do you really feel like they'll be able to tie in how the multiverse starts without have, having people not watch Loki? Like I feel like I don't know. Necess- I don't know necessarily that the origin is is important. People already know that the multiverse exists. They were already ready for this next Spider-Man movie and whatever else was to come. Doctor Doctor Strange, the multiverse, before we even knew that this was happening. So I don't know necessarily that this matters um, because people already have knowledge that the multiverse is a thing. Yeah, and like the same like thing it, for, I'm sorry, but like the same thing for Wanda. You know, we didn't need to, people know she's the Scarlet Witch. So the fact that we got to see her quote unquote origin story in WandaVision doesn't really matter because we already knew. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Um, they can just explain it simply that, you know, there's an entity that controls time and we're going to go fight him because something's going weird and yada, yada make up their own little thing. Um, it was, it's cool to see. It's fun to see. But I feel like you could have jumped into these movies in the future and not really need it at all because they could just say, you know, there's a break in the, in the time that's causing the multiverse to split. And we know there's an entity out there that's controlling it. Boom, I'm done. Yeah. Now they have a and I guess they kind of <laughs> did the same thing with the, the, um, the stones too, you know, infinity stones are kind of like these stones exist because of so-and-so, you know, this is what happens to come together. So yeah, I see it. Yep. Um, but you know, in that scene with Loki and Sylvie, we had them ultimately making their choice and fighting against each other. And then we get the magical kiss. Sean, I, I, I see, I see your opinion. Just go ahead, tell us. What I don't you- know. It was weird for me because I was like, girl, did you just like, she's so manipulative. <laughs> yeah. uh, poor Loki, poor Loki. That's all I have to say. Poor Loki. Yeah, you got to see like, she was definitely a younger Loki. Like, you know, like she's still dealing with 
so much trauma like so you know just she just seems rough around the edges compared to yeah, when they Loki put her girl. in a time cell to make her go through her shit you know <laughs> right so. and, but, and the crazy thing is our loki right he just came out of new york so he wasn't even that much further down he just developed so quick time cell bitch need the time yeah. cell. that's it. Well, so her, i feel like it's just because her trauma started so much younger her trauma was as a child child like our loki he was living his life he thought he was doing everything great and then his trauma came in with the tva and seeing his own death and he was already mature enough to handle it and i think it's it's, it's because she was so young when this started for her and she lived a lot longer just in a lie like she realized that life yeah, was a that lie whole run, on the run type yeah. of stuff yeah. yeah yeah i think uh the kiss was weird like <laughs> i mean i don't really know what else to say it was just weird just the whole way it played it's like you knew it was coming but like when was it gonna come okay it happened um i don't know i i don't really know how to feel about it yeah i have so much i want to say about it um (laughs) (laughs) but i know we got a show review coming up so i might want to save that for my score on story but um yeah (laughs) stay tuned (laughs) Oh yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. The kiss was uh, the kiss was weird. You saw it was coming. I enjoyed their fight beforehand because it was pretty well detailed and choreographed. And they went between using swords and magic, which was pretty cool. You know, gave us a whole love is the dagger in the heart kind of thing going on. Um, yeah, it could have been bigger. It could it could have been agreed. It could have been, but this is just a season finale. This is not a series finale. Mm-hmm. We can still see them go at it on a larger scale. I mean, um, on the season one finale of Game of Thrones, Daenerys gave birth to fucking dragons. So <laughs> I don't think we should compare Game of Thrones to any other show. But the stuff they did in Game of Thrones was just ridiculous. Oh shit! Uh, you're gonna you're gonna stand by that and die on that hill, huh? I know you are. I know you are. Bigger. Oh. Well, after our love scene, we see the choice Sylvie made, her end result, multiverse coming about, and then we get that end scene that just completely shatters Loki's life, where Mobius goes, who are you? And I'm like, damn. After everything you've been through, the one person you loved betrayed you, and then your friend who you just left doesn't know you anymore. Mm-hmm. I feel like they just wanted to fuck up Loki this season. Just Alone like break, beat him down. Mm-hmm. Um, and what was the line that uh, He Who Reigns used? Um, he said that uh, the change for the change to affect you or something like that. Um, the journey to affect you. So he went through a journey and we're seeing how that affected him. And I remember we talked in the beginning of who he might develop to be based off mm-hmm. of how episode one played out. So what do you guys think? What do we think of who Loki is now and what's next for him? Well, first off, I think Sylvie realized she fucked up big time. Oh yeah. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. That look in her face is like, oh damn. Um, but um, you know, yeah, it's sad, it's sad for Loki. I, I don't think I would, would feel, would have felt sad for Loki in the start of the show, but now it's like, damn, you know, I think, I think he's really developing quite rapidly into a grown level 10, you know, adult character. Like I think, you know, season two will be him like, you know, getting shit done. And, you know, like it just, he just, 
had some rapid development and it just seems like he he's making moves um and it's nice to see that you know it's nice to see that like they actually the growth that we saw how rapidly he was moving in episode one and two correlates to like how things ended in episode six you know you know now he's gonna hopefully put some of that knowledge to the test but yeah poor loki i know that bitch is tired i know he is tired because he's been go 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 since he got to the tva and now he got to start all over so i don't know i think i think we're gonna see him i hope we're gonna see him in season two like take control and do stuff i don't know how he's gonna do that though um but i i i I have strong hope for you, Loki. Keep your head up. I hope so too. It's, I will say, they humbled the fuck out of this man this whole season. Like every every step of the way, he mm-hmm. thought he was doing something great. He realized he was not. And then I just feel like his whole entire story was the scene in uh, episode five where he's dancing around his other variants fighting themselves and that look of despair when it all starts. I think mm-hmm. that's him this whole season whole season just realize how trash of a person he was as trash of the person his entire existence is yep and that he's kind of just there to serve others he, he's not even a, a star of his own show i feel like that's gonna definitely create one hell of a fucking loki he might end up the superior loki quote unquote after going through this fucking journey because he, he has to be smarter than the rest by now has to be like come on if he doesn't take this and become a, the, one of the best Loki characters, like in terms of accomplishing shit, then this whole thing was pointless for him, in my opinion. Uh, yeah, but then what? You know, then what? Like after season two of Loki, then what is you know? That's the question, right? We got a multiverse <laughs> now, so let's wrap it up. We got a multiverse now. We saw that the TVA is run by a different Kang, so now time is effectively changed. That's confirmation, right? There's, yeah. There's what was is no longer, so anything could exist. What do you guys predict for season two? What do you think is going to happen? Do we think Mobius is going to finally get that jet ski that he's been wanting? <laughs> I don't know. I think that, um, okay, so one thing that I want to point out, I don't know if you guys have seen it yet, but Marvel updated the like their timeline of um, movies and shows and shit, and they put, as I think we knew already, Loki right before WandaVision and after Endgame which means the multiverse is already open in um wandavision and falcon and the spider-man far from home yes (sighs) wow that was hard okay um (laughs) so i don't know i kind of want to go back and watch those things with that new perspective um now in regards to season two i just don't know so i don't i want to say i don't think we're gonna see kang in season two i think he's just gonna be like this overarching bad that we know is like lingering in the background um i would be surprised to see him um again before ant-man unless it's like a variant one but we don't know when season two is coming out actually so but ant-man's not till 2023 so that's a long Ooh. time um and i don't know i kind of want to see loki trying to fix shit you know that's what i want to see i want to see him be good yeah I, um you know i think he i agree i wanted to see him you know to do good and be good 
I, I'm not sure. I'm not sure if we erase the previous timeline or we just have more. You know, like, and I think maybe season two is him trying to get back to the timeline that he knows. Um, and I think that opening scene of where we saw, you know, the one universe and pull into the second universe, the points you mentioned, Sean, the, you know, WandaVision and, you know, the shows that come after Loki, though, that soundtrack came from the second universe we went into. To me, that was a signal of like the separation of the two. The original and the new. Um, at least that's what I picked up on it. So, um, you know, I think, you know, season two would be him trying to get back to the original and hopefully be the, the big good guy, right? Um, but where would that land him? I'm not sure. And I think timeline plays a big part in this. Like you said, it's just like, how, where is this dropping us? Is this in 2023? Is this going to be, you know, in a year? Like, how far along are we going to be? Um, but yeah that's my thoughts yeah i basically agree with both of you um i feel like we're gonna definitely have to think about those two universes and it can be more or less confirmed that you know these new shows are in a different universe and that's why um there's so many differences and that allows them to then reintroduce the original versions of these characters in different ways or give us different outputs and stories entirely but i think loki is going to play a part potentially in that reveal of who the big bad guy is because there's speculation that he's going to be in the Doctor Strange movie, Multiverse of Madness. So he's the only person who knows who he who remains or Kang is. He He's that inside guy. So he could definitely provide a reveal and connecting story to it all. Um, that's potential. But I definitely think it's going to be him trying to find his way back to his timeline. And the only way they can reintroduce him after all of this is a, as a good guy. Like, if he goes through all of this and then goes back just to being regular old Loki again, that that would be completely pointless. He's right? not making it back. I don't think he's, gonna, yeah. he's not going to make it back to a timeline. Yeah, I don't think so either. Not making it back. I feel like he's going to connect to it in some way. I don't think he's like, maybe he not, might not successfully be in, like embed himself in the timeline and be like, you know, a full character again, but he's going to connect the two in some fashion to kind of lead to who Kang is. I We're gonna like. get a sacrifice arc. That's what I feel. Yes, of course. Yeah. Straight of course. sacrifice arc. He knows all. He's gonna sacrifice himself. Connect. I, I, that's what I see. I'm calling it right now. Sacrifice arc at some point. Well, you're calling it sacrifice arc, uh, Sean. Do you think the same sacrifice arc? Yeah, I don't see how much really we can get out of this character after season two of Loki. Um, so yeah, I'm seeing that. Yeah, there's not really much left, and they're already introducing uh, new individuals for every other you know yeah. person in the MCU, basically. So yeah, yeah, you ran your your course, Tom Hiddleston. It's time to go. <laughs> <laughs> well, after the great season finale, we talk. Well, we're hopefully looking forward to more Loki in the future. Uh, this way, we get to wrap up this multiverse storyline. Maybe get to see Ravona do something in the end. She could be a big bad next season, developing herself into Terminatrix. Um, but who knows? Well, thanks for joining us, folks. This is Sean. And this is Laz. And this is Cal. Don't forget to like and subscribe to us on Instagram and Facebook and follow us wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for flying with us. Thanks for flying with Elevated Impressions.